Welcome to the Acts 29 Southern African Podcast, a podcast born out of a vision seeking to see healthy, reflective, and reconciling churches go on to multiply through church planting, and of course, all within the Southern African context. My name is John Otarop, and I have the privilege of hosting this podcast, which we pray is very much for your benefit and ultimately all for His eternal glory. On this, our second season of the podcast, we drop a new episode the last Wednesday of each month. And our guest for episode two of season two is Mario Manaval. Mario is married to his darling wife, Charlene, and together they parent five beautiful children. Since 2015, Mario has served as the lead pastor at Reformed Faith Mission Community, a culturally diverse and dynamic gospel-driven church in Belleville South, Cape Town, South Africa. Mario has just been admitted into full membership within Acts 29, and he also serves as a Southern African cohort leader for Acts 29 Church in Hard Places Apprenticeship. Welcome, Pastor Mario. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, Jono. It's a privilege for me to be here. I'm looking forward to our discussion. So you have just been admitted into full membership. We're going to make the announcement this week. Yep. Uh, how does it feel to have come to the end of the journey? Well, um, I hope it's not the end of the journey. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, just the beginning. <laughs> uh, it's just the beginning. But yeah, I'm very excited to be part of X29. Um, I loved the assessment process. It was very vigorous. Um, um, it was very challenging. And I, I think me and my wife, we, we enjoyed and, and, and loved the challenge, um, the transparency that went with it. What what a blessing! Thank you so much. And yeah, we want to thank you guys for your humility and your your uh, your role in that. It's been it's been a joy to journey with you, um, Pastor. Tell us some lesser known facts about you. Perhaps maybe some of your favorite pastimes. What do you like to do to relax, uh, to enjoy on your days off? Okay, so a lesser known fact, something I don't tell everybody, um, is that I uh, in two thousand two went to Kimberley to do uh, evangelistic work there. Um, first year was, 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 was great. God moving like I thought he would move. And then after that year, I was for three months, I was sleeping under cardboard boxes on the street. Uh, not a lot of people sure. know that about me. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yes, so another something I love to do, uh, I love to kick ball with my two-year-old child. Yeah. I love jazz music. I love to read, especially read books with my wife. Um, so, mm. yeah, that's, I would say that's past and love. That's amazing. So on season two, we've had, uh, therefore, two now two guests uh, that love jazz music. So jazz is certainly in, in the running or in the lead, uh, shall I say, for this, <laughs> for this season. Okay, Pastor, so you've been um, pastoring your church since about 2015. So it's been nearly six, six years or so now. Um, maybe share with us a little bit about your church planting journey. Um, how did that come to be? All right. So what people also might not know about me is that I, in 1998, uh, I planted a church, the first church, uh, with two other brothers. Um, I used to be a prosperity preacher. Okay. Yeah. Um, all sorts of, uh, that church still exists, but sorry that it still exists, um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so after that, 2002, um, moved to Kimberley to do uh, evangelistic work that side. Um, planted a church there called Southern Word Ministries with another another elder. Um, that church then um, joined 
uh, Grace Baptist Church, uh, which is a reformed. Uh, there was there were not a reformed church, but they are a reformed church now. Okay, and that's when I moved to uh, through that church. We planted Reformed Faith Mission um, here in Cape Town, where we send out my brother um, to to do uh, the church from this side. I then joined in 2013. Okay. Yeah. Church, but they're helping with the work here, and so that's why I'm here now. Okay, so you kind of came on to help in 2013, and then I eventually came to 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 lead kind of and pastor the church in 2015. That's right. Right. Okay. Um, sounds like a bit of a journey, but yeah, clearly God has been at work and using you. Um, so yeah, we give thanks and honor and praise to Him for that. Tell tell me, um, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about your context. Tell us a bit about your 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 church context. So, um, Bible South is a is a, a I would say a poor community. Um, obviously, people that are poor don't think they're poor, but we we in a community that it's a, we call it a scheme, okay, um, gang infested community. Lots of prostitution, gangsters, drug dealing, drug addicts, alcohol abuse, all sorts of all those kind of things. HIV, TB. Sure. Um, that's that's our context, and maybe just to bring some reality to it. Yeah. Um, just yesterday, we had an open air service, and an hour before the open air service, there was a gang fight between two rival gangs, um, and two of our members, actually Quentin and another member, Quentin is the, the other elder in our church, right? Um, and, and another member, they had to step in the middle of these gangs wow. to break up the gang. Um, I mean. Pulling people away with knives and wow. hammers, two guys with guns, and and the reason why they could do that is because of the respect that the people have for our church. Sure, um, sure. That those two rival gangs could then be moved away. What happened after that? We had a, 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 a preaching of the word in the open air service an hour after that, and then some of the other rival gangs were not happy with what happened, and they they were hurling threats at us while while Quentin was preaching at the time, while he was preaching. And so it was almost like um, myself and some of the other deacons uh, um, had to actually stand and 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 have what? Like bodyguards. Right. That way. right. Just wow. to see that these guys don't try anything while the preaching of the word goes on. So that's that's our context. Wow. That's, that's what happens in where we are. Pastor, thank you so much for sharing um, that with us. And um, yeah, I mean, I think you know, just just to reiterate that 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 we we, we recognize we need to pray for for you and your family and um, the, the brothers and sisters there. Um, and so, yeah, thanks thanks for sharing that with us. Tell tell me, I mean, you, you I think you've you've shared a, an example of there of, of the of your context and, and clearly a struggle that you guys are facing. But but what ha- what are some of the the, the the other struggles that you guys uh, face in your community um, over the past six years, or maybe what's been your so, hardest struggles? Um, I, so I would say the hardest struggles that we had was not with the gangsters right. or, with, wow. or with addicts and those kind of people. That's our ministry opportunities that we have. So wow, praise God. We yeah. deal with them on a daily basis. Um, what, is our, what our struggle is, is all the false churches that here. Prosperity movement has, uh, has just basically messed up a lot of things for the gospel. Um, so you have churches that basically... Um, support gang activity, support wow. prostitution in the way they they preach, even on the streets. Um, so uh, they 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 do not preach the gospel, and that's the greatest struggle that we have. Sure. And 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 that's the greatest opposition that we have. It's, right. It is these prosperities and some of these cults. So 
one of the biggest cults in 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 our in our area is the Old Apostolic Church. Wow. And, and they are they are the biggest in 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 our area. Um, and so what has happened is all these other these prosperity preachers and um, they have mixed some of the doctrines of the Old Apostolic Church with with Christianity somehow. So you get a type of a universalism sure. where you know your your sin doesn't really count. You know, um, God knows you're making a living. He understands. You know, um, don't worry about it. You'll make it to the end as long as you're connected to the church, as long sure. as you give to the church, and, and that's the kind of thing. And so when we talk to people, when we deal with with a prostitute or deal with a with a drug addict or a gangster, and we share the gospel with them, yeah, then we first need to break down all that other stuff that right. they believe, right, that makes them feel okay. Um, just to, for for example, if I can make an example, yes, please. Um, we 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 spoke to um, uh, we're dealing with a lot of guys that are hitmen. I mean, the specific one guy, he's killed so many people. He can't even remember how many people he killed. That's how many he's killed already. Sure. And he believes he's going to go to heaven. Sure. If he dies today with a gun in his hand, he's going to go to heaven because the Lord knows that he's doing this because he needs to survive he needs to keep alive he needs to and, and that's it so our job here is to survive god's job is to forgive us sure. that's the idea that they have and so you need to break down all those kind of things before they even get to understand the gospel well wow. that's why i'm saying that's the biggest problem that we have is all these false gospels of false religions that are portraying itself as christianity that messes up our, our community sure. more than anything else Sure. Well, Pastor, we are, yeah, we pray for you as you continue to be salt and light uh, in that context and just bring Christ's love and, and bring Christ's uh, gospel message, his saving message, his true gospel into um, Belleville South. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, many folks would, would say, sure, that this sounds very intense, uh, you know, as you're bringing this, this, this context and you're bringing these stories. But uh, no doubt God has clearly been at work in your lives, and no doubt there's some, some deep joys there as well. Uh, you, mentioned, you, know, you mentioned how, how even you as, as community leaders um, have, have, have uh, been able to interact with, with gang members, have been able to, to interact with so many. Clearly God, God is at work using you, and there must be some joyous stories as well. Perhaps you could share something. Oh, yes. That, that oh, thing. yes. Oh, yeah. yes. The, the recent one, um, we had a month of, uh, of evangelism in, in February, so that's a month of corporate evangelism. The church is always busy evangelizing throughout the year, but one month in the year we have, in February, we call it a month of corporate evangelism, where the entire church is out in the street busy evangelizing for a whole month from wow. Monday to Friday. Wow. Um, so, so in that month, so this, because of COVID, we couldn't do door to door, but we had open air services for the whole month. Every okay. day, Monday to Friday, we preached through loudspeakers. And so, um, the last week of our, of our open, of our open air services, um, on the Thursday, there was a gangster coming, smoking, defiant, and was sitting and listening. Sure. And after the word was preached, this man came crying, weeping, just broken over his wow. sin. And, and he said, I want that Jesus. Wow, praise God. The one you've been preaching about the whole week. I want that one. And so what happened is the whole week that we've been preaching on that one spot, he was two streets away from where we are, 
but he could hear us clearly, like wow. like he says, like somebody was standing in his house talking to him. Wow! And he was alone because his wife was working at working night shift, so he was alone in his bed, listening to us preaching. And every night, every preacher that preached mentioned a sin that he committed, or it, it was like somebody speaking to him personally. Right. right. And God just knew, and he was angry that whole week. He was angry every night. He was angry. And the Thursday, he was so angry, he thought he's going to, a friend right. of him invited him to a drug party. And then he thought, he's going let me, to, let me go around there so I can eyeball these guys. Can, sure. I can see who these guys are. And then he came and he, and he stood and he, and he listened. And then uh, the Holy Spirit grabbed hold of him. <laughs> man, and incredible. so we've been working with that man now for, 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 these, for this month or so. And the Lord has just dramatically changed his life. That is incredible. We, we, we found out that he was he was a leader of a gang. He had 54 men under him. Um, there's a hit out on him. They're looking to kill him from the rival gang. So we're trying to keep him safe also. Um, but this man is just dramatically, it's just a beautiful way how God has done this for this man. But he's not the only one. He's just a recent one. Sure. Um, so one of our deacons used to be a, a general in, in, in the gang. Okay. Um, he used to be a gang leader, also a guy that terrorized the community. The Lord saved him. Um, another guy uh, that's in our church also used to be a, actually a rival gang leader from this guy. So what's wow. amazing is you've got a rival gang leader that recently got saved about a year or so ago. And you've got another gang leader who's now a deacon in our church. And he's discipling the one that tried to kill him. He's incredible. <laughs> it's beautiful. So previously <laughs> so gang members, yeah. now brothers in Christ, ministering to one another. That's right. That is incredible. We've got people, a lot of our people used to be drug addicts. Uh, we've got a couple in our church that lost all their children. They've got eight kids because they used to get kids and kids and kids and kids and um, never used to look after them, took the ground money to support their habit. Um, the Lord saved, uh, saved the husband. The, the, the families turned around. They got well, their kids was taken away from them by social welfare. Sure. God changed them, and social welfare gave the kids back. And, and it's, it's another story of wow. the grace of God. That is so, totally, yeah. We've got lots of stories like that. That is incredible. So amazing. Thank you for sharing that, Pastor. Um, clearly, you know, to 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 to. I guess this would be an understatement to say that you're ministering in a hard place. Um, but but uh, you know we do mention the fact that you lead the Southern African cohort for Church and Art Places Apprenticeship, X twenty nine's Church and Art Places Apprenticeship. Perhaps you could tell us uh, about that. Um, perhaps you know give us give us some information on on Church and Places Church and Art Places. Uh, uh, clearly, God is at work through that and through you guys. But perhaps you could tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so Church and Art Places basically exists to to support. Um, pastors that are in a hard place where it's it's hard to get hold of resources because they're poor areas where it's difficult for them to get hold of any good resources, any good theological training, any good support system, um, anything like that. It's difficult for them to, to, to get a hold of those kind of things or even to have the structure, infrastructure to serve their community um, being the church there, because uh, some of them, they can't afford us anything. So they have church in uh, from their homes or wow. church out of a, a makeshift structure, those kind of things. It's difficult for them. And so we're reaching out to those guys, and we have an apprenticeship where we take them through uh, um, biblical theology, we take them through theory stuff, and then practical theology, pastoral stuff. 
um, and, and we do it with men that know their context. So it's easier now for, for us to identify with that context because I, I'm here. So I'm able to, 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 to guide and to lead and to, and to have relationships with those guys and, to, and then to connect them with other brothers, can pray for them, can be there for them. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a support structure, theological training for two years. Um, they go through this. Uh, many of them has grown. And so uh, um, s- some of them has come to um, better uh, knowledge of, 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 of doctrine and, um, and, and, you know, reformed theology or, or the doctrines of grace, those kind of things, things yeah. that they never knew because they never got the training for it to understand the scriptures in a certain way. So we try to, 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 to give them that. And, and we've seen the Lord just do tremendous work. Uh, um, I, I'm a product of certain art places also. So um, I, I was first on the apprenticeship because I was looking um, for, for people that can speak into me right. and into my right. context because I couldn't really relate to my suburban guys. I could relate to them a lot of theological stuff. Sure, sure. But when it came to... To, to my context and how we understand certain things, now to interpret that and to and to um, contextualize that, I, I couldn't find. So when I came across such art places, started reading about them, I was like, wow, these guys understand me. Sure. This is the sure. first time that I actually get people to understand me. So that's what we're trying to, to bring across. And not just to have them go through a two-year apprenticeship, but to have lasting relationships after that. Right, right. And, and hopefully that some of these guys will be able to, to, to be fit for an X-29 assessment you know, where, sure. where they go through the rigorous assessment and, and, and become X-29 churches. Incredible. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what you're about. Amazing work. Pastor, so you mentioned the X-29 assessment process. And, um, of course, we mentioned earlier that you are, you know, officially um, now an X-29 church. Um, and so we are excited about that. Um, but perhaps you could t- tell us what, what what benefit did that bring to you? How did you how did you find that experience, the assessment process, and um, what was maybe one of your your key takeaways or key learnings? So uh, what I enjoyed mostly about it um, was the intrusiveness of it. I know <laughs> it, it doesn't sound right, right. <laughs> because people don't want you to, um, but. Because my wife and I has, has long been committed to be accountable and to be held accountable. Right. And, and for people to look at our blind spots. Um, so, so this was a great opportunity when I saw, and because I am, I'm tired of people just planting churches and messing up things. Sure. So for me, it was a welcome thing to think, wow, look at, and that's, that's actually why I wanted to join X29 because I found out about this vigorous process of wanting to, be assessed and those kind of things. So, so for me, it was that the fact that they went into my life, and so to look at certain blind spots in my life, um, right. and with regards to my vision for the church. Um, so, and that's very important. I think I think many people that that want to plant churches, they do not think, they do not plan, um, they don't think like an entrepreneur. And I know right. that's maybe not the biblical thought pattern. Um, but I think the I think the apostles thought like that. Yeah, totally, um, absolutely. So, so just to think through what you want to do, and and it helps you to bring greater glory to God when you actually use the brain He gave you and think through things. Sure. Um, sure. So, so it clarified a couple of things for me with regards to vision of the church and, and moving forward, and 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 uh, my my hope. For, for the next generation was elevated. 
Mm. But I, I'm always thinking, what happens if we are not here? Right. You know, if if, if right. the Lord takes us, what's going to happen next? Is all of this going to fall apart? Right. Um, is there what's what's going to happen next? And but it, God always raises up uh, um, things like networks like this, and 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 people and ministries that would take His message further. And I think um, throughout the years, things are, are getting better with regards to the way we think through church planting. So I think actually now is doing an excellent job with that. So, yeah, that's so good. Uh, you mentioned kind of you know what's next or the legacy uh, components. I guess I'd ask you, what is your dream for your church for for the the, the area of Belleville South? Um, I mean, let's start there. What is what is your dream for 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 um, for your church and the area of Belleville South? My dream for Belleville South is that I. I I'm dreaming to see a lot of healthy churches. Right. Gospel preaching, honest community living churches that lives out this gospel that when they proclaim it, it makes sense that it comes from their mouths because of the way they live. Sure. And to see that everywhere in Babel South. So if if I could have I, my my dream for our church is that we plant at least another three churches in Belvoir South. Okay, um, th- and duplicate what we have because what we have is is beautiful, special. Right, right. Um, and I would want to see that duplicated, and then not just Belvoir South, but to move out. Um, and 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 that's that's really why why I, I I'm involved with church in that place. Also, I'm a cohort leader because I get to mentor pastors um, from all over right. Southern Africa. Right. And, 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 and to and to just try and help them get church their churches healthy and get their churches thinking about church planting. Um, so yeah. That's so good. I mean, maybe dream. you've kind of answered the second question, but I guess yeah, what what's your dream for church in our places Southern Africa? Yeah, so church in our places Southern Africa, um, I'm I'm dreaming I'm seeing multiple healthy churches planted in Southern Africa. There's a great need for healthy churches in Malawi, Zimbabwe, in all those uh, in, in all those African countries surrounding us. Um, right. And I think that we underestimate um, the wealth of knowledge and uh, a willingness of pastors in those countries to want to be healthy mm-hmm. and, and not just pros- the prosperity thing. Um, and so um, that's my dream, to, to, to raise... And to just influence and, and have those churches planted, and even send people from our. I, I would love to plant a church uh, in Zimbabwe, for instance. So sure. Malawi has always been my country of choice. Sure. Um, that our church coming alongside, sending members over there. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm dreaming. Global family. Yeah. Awesome. Pastor, so um, perhaps someone's listening. They they're ministering in a in a in a hard place. Um, perhaps something that you've said has struck a chord with them. Uh, where can folks get hold of you if they've got an inquiry, perhaps about a church in hard places, apprenticeship, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Well, the easiest way they can is is via email. Okay. So they can email me on my personal email. It's mfmanival um, at gmail.com. So it's my initials and my surname. Um, you can you can look me up and you'll find it there. Um, and you can email me, or you can go to our church's website which is reformedfaith.org.za. Uh, if you want some info, you can you can get our details there also. 
I must warn you, though, the website is not as updated as it should be, but you can go there. Thank you for that. That's fantastic. What we'll do is we'll also link those in the show notes of this podcast. And so, yeah. Or our Facebook page is actually the best way also. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can also link them, link them there for sure. We'll do that. Okay, so Pastor Mario, thank you so much for your time, for doing this. Uh, we pray that God is going to use this for his ultimate glory. But we're praying for you, praying for you and your family as you minister and that God uses, continues to use you in such an incredible way. May you bless, be blessed as you go out and seek to be a blessing. And then to our listeners, thank you, very much. thank you for your invaluable time and your humble willingness to engage with us on season two. Remember, we drop a new episode every last Wednesday of the month. Don't forget to rate and review us on whichever podcast platform you get your podcast from. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. That's Acts 29 Southern Africa. And you can check out our website, acts29.com forward slash network forward slash southern hyphen Africa. Until next time, take care.